this evening lord we thank you that you're in the in this place lord we worship you lord we glorify you lord uh church why don't we just give god a round of applause uh this evening for his goodness his grace amen amen thank you god thank you band how are we doing uh this evening church good i am great too it's good to have you here you can take a seat uh, it's great to have you here. Hey, as a church, we'd love to just welcome you if this is your first or second time here. And uh, at the back, through the doors to your right, uh, we've got little packs and 
and they're just for us to get to know you a little bit. So there'll be someone there. Um, if you've got any questions about this place, just uh, feel free to ask, and it would be awesome uh, to get to know you and find out who you are. So church, why don't we give uh, new people a hand? Great to have you here. Okay, as church, we love to give out some chocolate and celebrate with you if you've had a birthday or an anniversary. And I heard it's somebody's 21st today. So at least we have one person coming up. So Jono, come on up. Up me. Very good. So happy birthday. You can you can take a few for your 21st, Jono. Alright, church, why don't we uh, stand together? And uh, we'll pray together if you um, don't know the prayer. It's up on the projector screen. So you can uh, invite you to join me in praying for these awesome two guys. Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favor, prosperity, and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Church, you can take a seat. Let's give these guys a hand. We've got some highlights, some things happening in and uh, around this church that would uh, be awesome for you to get involved in. The first one is School of the Spirit, which is coming up on the 1st and 2nd of July, and Early Bird closes really soon. So make sure um, you ask questions if you want to know more, but it's a great thing to get along to. The second thing is an afternoon with the girls um, it's going to be brilliant. I love them every time I go. And uh, so make sure you're there. Um, so if you don't have one of these flies, they're all in the foyer. Is that correct? Make sure you grab one if you're a lady and uh, find out more. It's going to be a great, great time, which is fantastic. Um, in the seat pocket in front of you and on your seat, there will be missions cards. And uh, we're going to continue with our worship real shortly, but we're going to, uh, we're looking at missions uh, for, and uh, and through this month, we've looked at heaps of missionaries and seen the awesome things that they're doing in our world. And so tonight we're going to be looking at um, Grant and Vicky McAllister, and so their flyer, you should have got it at the door or have one on your seat, And uh, but get involved. And I, I really encourage you, as we go into this worship uh, as we continue with this worship, really just start to put your heart in a place where you allow God to speak to you this evening about how and what you can do to be involved in mission. And so uh, church, why don't you stand and uh, we're going to continue with our worship. Thanks, Aram. feels maybe when we're singing the first two songs it felt like you guys were you know there was something that you needed to break through to really to really come into where God is and we're going to sing a song now called Head to the Heart and 
really, I think this song has been a song for me this week because when I was feeling like, like, man, things are overwhelming, I'd sing Head to the Heart and it'd bring me peace. And I, I really like, I feel like if you, if you can understand these words that, you know, it's from the head to the heart, take me on a journey of letting go and getting lost in you. Let's get lost in God. Let's just let our week kind of slide. Let's come into God and say, here it is. And let's just <laughs> move down to the heart, even if it's just for
on a journey
come into every nook and cranny of our world, Lord, of our lives, of my life, Lord, and I I thank you that you're so supreme, you're the creator of all things, yet you're so close, so near, and so caring, that no matter where I find myself, maybe going through troubles, no matter where you find yourself, God will always be there. Lord, I thank you for that. Thank you that you're here now. You're just speaking to people even right now that may be going through saying, and they need to know that you are here and right in their situation and that you will work together for the good. So Lord, I thank you. Thank you that you're working in people's lives. Amen. We have got a uh, video now. So if you'd like to take a seat, and this is a video from um, some of our missionaries in China. And uh, so eyes on the screen. As the screen's coming down, why don't you um, grab the missions flyers and have a look through them? And uh, the video's going to play, but make yourself familiar. And thank you, guys. Thanks for having me over to your house. It's great to meet everyone. I'm Grant. And um, yeah, thank, I appreciate you uh, letting me come over and share some things with you. Let me tell you a story. I think you'll really like this. It goes like this. As evening came... Jesus said to his disciples, let's go across to the other side of the lake. So they got in the boat and they set off, leaving the crowds behind on the shore, though other boats also followed and went with them. Suddenly a fierce storm rose up and water started filling into the boat and the waves were breaking and crashing in but Jesus was asleep at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion the disciples came to Jesus and they said teacher 
Aren't you afraid that we're going to drown? Jesus woke up, stood up, and rebuked the wind and the waves. And suddenly there was a great calm. The waves quieted down and the wind stopped. Then Jesus turned to his disciples and he said to them, Why are you so afraid? Do you still not have any faith? Now the disciples were absolutely terrified. And they said to each other, Who is this man? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Awesome. Let's give it up for Grant and Vicky. That's really good. Well, I'm sitting over here with uh, my friend Nicole, and Nicole's been involved in global missions uh, ever since she came to this church, and Nicole's going to share a little bit about um, her experience and a bit of a testimony. Thanks, Nicole. Oh, you're welcome, Luke. Um, yeah, I was just asked to share um, a little bit about um, why we should give into global missions. Um, so like Luke said, I probably started giving into global missions when I first came to um, Activate. Um, and I have to say, to start with, I didn't really care that much about missions. Um, I just remember someone saying that if you called this, um, you know, this church here your home, that it's just part of what we do here. Uh, so I thought, oh, cool, well, might as well just give it a go. Um, and the thing that I've discovered most about giving um, into missions over the years is um, how much God has changed my heart towards missions. I think the greatest blessing that I've had about giving is that um, there's a Bible verse. I didn't write down the reference to it, but it's like, you know, where your treasure is, that's where your heart will also be. And that's what I found um, through my giving is that um, I am actually really invested in what people um, overseas are doing. And I love it when um, our missionaries come back home and we hear these stories about the amazing work that God's doing and knowing that in some small way, my giving um, enabled me to be part of that. And it's just um, just huge to see what God's doing overseas. Let's give Nicole a hand. That's awesome. I think that's quite typical um, of, I, I guess, of my story too. I was 14 when I first um, gave into global missions. I was a um, receptionist at a pool and. And I thought, well, I'm earning my own money now. It's time for me to start contributing on my own. And uh, it was more that I got told I had to than anyone, anything else. Well, uh, you know, there's like, if you belong to the church, you should. But then it actually grows inside of you and becomes so much more than just this obligatory thing. And, and it probably it shouldn't be. But I would encourage you tonight, make that decision to start a journey with God and, and giving Him faith. Um, no matter how old you are, there's an opportunity for you to partner either with your family or partner by yourself with Global Mission. So I really encourage you that everybody can be involved. 
As a church, our goal this year is to hit $250,000, which will go a long way in supporting, equipping, and seeing God transform and do incredible things in countries all around the world. And so I I really hope, has everyone got one of uh, these cards with you? You can grab them from the seat and po- the seat pocket in front of you. So why don't you give me a little wave if you've got yours? Okay, cool. We've got a few hands. Keep that tight. Have a look at that because at the end of tonight, um, you get the chance to partner um, in that global mission throughout this whole world. Isn't that awesome? It's absolutely fantastic. It's my absolute pleasure now to invite uh, Pastor Jan up to speak um, and share a word with us. So why don't you give Jan a hand as she comes and shares. Thank you. Good evening. How are we all? Good. Did you get your faith commitment card? There are... a few different ones, aren't there? So it's the one with the green on that side, and it says our global mission mandate. And on the other side, it's got the white, and that's for us to fill in. So that's what we're going we're gonna to fill those in and receive it at the end of this gathering, which is exciting. Very exciting. Happy 21st, Jono. How cool to come out to church on a Sunday night on your birthday. That's awesome. When, um, when Aram, uh, was, that was fantastic, band. You're amazing. Where are you all? Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. We can do better than that. I can't see Aram, but... When Aram said... Uh, he talked about from the head to the heart. I really felt that God wanted to encourage you in that, Jono. I, I actually asked God. I was like, it's 21st. God, give him a word. And so that's what I felt for you. I feel that he wants to encourage you to, to get out of the head a little bit more into the heart a little bit more and take that journey with him. Oh, I should sing it, shouldn't I? Take that journey. <laughs> Um, (laughs) No, I'm not going to. Um, (laughs) um, Where was I? From the head to the heart. From the head to the heart. Yeah. Okay. Um, And, yeah, now, oh, gosh, you're interrupting me. Um, Yeah, I really feel that there there is that side, that weird and wacky side of you that we sometimes get to see. And I want to encourage you in that because I feel that God wants to say, I've placed that there within you. That's there because he wants to put it there. He wanted to put it there within you. And so don't hold back on that. You know, relax in who God has called you to be. Get from the head to the heart and go on the journey. Okay. Bless you. 21. So cool. Okay. I have titled my message, A Life to die for, a life to die for. So you can ponder that because that can have a few different ways that you can say that, but a life to die for. And you know that we are all designed for eternity. We are all designed for eternity. In fact, uh, I'm not too sure what versions it says. I can't remember off the top of my head, but 
I really like the, um, the one where it says that we're fashioned, we're fashioned for eternity, and I, I think it's particularly talking about us girls, that God fashioned us for eternity. And so here's my little bit that I can tell you about 11th of June, because I know Luke told you about it, but if, did you get a flyer when you came in, girls? 11th of June. Okay, where's the host team? Host team, can you grab the girls' flyers? 11th of June. We've got an, a professional image consultant coming in from Devonport, Auckland to spend the afternoon with us on the 11th of June. She is going to give us loads and loads of incredible um, tips on our image because God fashioned us. And so um, she's going to share with us how we can get 40 outfits from 12, 12 items of clothing. But we do need more than 12 items of clothing in our wardrobe. But anyway, she's going to let us know how we can get 40 outfits from that 12. And then we also, uh, also she's going to let us know how to apply makeup in three minutes. Well, I really, I don't think, I think that's impossible. But anyway, um, and uh, she's going to let us know how, I don't know, something like 12 or 14 different ways or something like that, how to tie scarves and and oh, actually, in those 12 different items of clothing and a couple of pairs of shoes and your makeup bag, she's going to um, teach us how to pack all of that into a travel-on luggage. <laughs> travel-on like Not that we do need to travel with travel-on luggage only. We need... But anyway, she'll, she'll play around with that. So that's going to be great. Yes, hand it out to all the girls. That'd be great. Thank you, host. Give the host a hand. So, as I was saying, we are designed for eternity. We, God made us, fashioned us. He fashioned us. And he designed us for eternity. Ecclesiastes 3, verse 11 says, Yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. He planted eternity in our heart, in your heart. Titus chapter 3, verse 7, and this is from the message. If you're taking notes, tell me, yell out if I'm going too fast. But Titus chapter 3, verse 7, from the message, it says, God's gift has restored our relationship with him and given us back our lives. And there's more life to come, an eternity of life. Awesome! An eternity of life is yet to, to come. 1 John 2, verse 17. Uh, this is the NLT version. And this world is fading away along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. Isn't that great? Part of the living forever thing is that we actually die. We're all going to die. Isn't that cool? but we get to live for eternity. Isn't that great? We are created for eternity. We actually weren't meant to die, but sin entered the world, and so we are going to die. We are all going to die. Isn't that great? It's very, very sure that we are all going to die. But you know what? Along with that, it's very, very sure is that we are created for eternity and that we will live forever. We are created for eternity. So I want you to grab that tonight uh, because I actually believe that in this world, I believe that the enemy has actually done some sort of a blinding thing on us in this world. 
on that whole view of eternity. I've been pondering on, on this myself. We are created for eternity, but I believe that, that the enemy doesn't want us to take hold of that. He doesn't want us to see that. He actually wants us to focus on the here and now. But we're all going to die. We all die. Everyone dies. We all die. But we all live for eternity. We all live for eternity. And so we need to live every day with that in mind because we all die and we all live for eternity. Paul and Timothy, they write in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I'm going to read a few verses from chapter 4 and from chapter 5. And I just want to talk a little bit about it as we read from it. So if you'd like to turn to to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and I'm going to start from verse 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and I'm starting from verse 11. And this is Paul and Timothy writing. They say, yes, we live under constant danger of death because we serve Jesus. You're living in constant danger of death because you serve Jesus? Wow. We live in constant danger of death because we serve Jesus so that the life of Jesus will be evident in our dying bodies. So we live in the face of death, but this has resulted in eternal life for you. But we continue to preach because we have the same kind of faith the psalmist had when he said, I believed in God, so I spoke. I love that. We have that same kind of faith that the psalmist had when he, when he said, I believed in God, so I spoke. Do we have that kind of faith? I believe in God, so I spoke. We know that God, who raised the Lord Jesus, will also raise us with Jesus and present us to himself together with you. That's eternity. All of this is for your benefit. And as God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving and God will receive more and more glory. You know, this is the faith commitment cards that we're going to be giving is all for our global missionaries. And this is all, you know, this happens because of them. And I pray because of us also. And as God's grace reaches more and more people because we give to support our missionaries, there will be great thanksgiving and God will receive more and more glory. That is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying. Our bodies are dying. Did I say that? Our bodies are dying. But our spirits are being renewed every day. Verse 17. For our spirits, Present troubles are small and won't last very long. I reckon that's a great statement to make, actually, because especially if you are feeling like your present troubles are pretty big right now, maybe just read that out. My present troubles are small and they will not last very long. Yet they will produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone. 
but the things we cannot see will last forever. That's worth pondering over. The things we see now will soon be gone. That's us, actually. Everything that we can see will soon be gone. We're all going to die. This is temporary. But the things we cannot see will last forever. Eternity is incredibly real, just as death is incredibly real. I want this to excite you, not to make you feel morbid, okay? Because this is a really good thing. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1. For we know that when this earthly tent we live in is taken down, that is, when we die and leave this earthly body, not if we die, but when we die, and leave this earthly body, we will have a house in heaven, an eternal body, made by us, by God himself, and not by human hands. That's exciting. I'm putting my order in for my eternal body. Verse 8. Yes, we are fully confident, and we would rather be away from these earthly bodies, for then we'll be at home with the Lord. So whether we are here in this body or away from this body, whether we're living or dying, or dying or living, whichever way you say it, our goal is to please him. Paul and Timothy say, whether we're living or dying, our goal is to please him. Is that our goal? Is our goal to please God? That's awesome, Owen. Fantastic. Is it our goal? Are we living a life to please him? This is temporary. Temporary. We don't know when our time's going to be up. Are we living it to please him? And what will please him? What will please him? Verse 10. For we must all stand before Christ to be judged. This one interests me. We must all stand before Christ to be judged. We will each receive whatever we deserve for the good or evil we have done in this earthly body. When I picture, it says here we must stand before Christ to be judged. Well, I don't know about you, but the Christ I know died on the cross for my sins. He died on the cross for your sins. He took all my sins and all your sins upon him. So when I stand before him to be judged, I feel pretty good because he took it all. He took it all. I don't know if that's what it means there, but it's like, to me, it's like, wow, is that like a trick you know, trick question, a trick thought, for we must stand, all stand before Christ to be judged. But I feel like, I mean, the picture I get is actually standing before Christ, and it's like, whoa, you took it all. And I feel like he just raises his hand and high-fives me, you know? 
We will each receive whatever we deserve for the good or evil we have done in this earthly body. But then 1 John 2, 1-2, it says, We have an advocate who pleads our case before the Father. He is Jesus Christ. So standing before Jesus becomes a beautiful thing, I believe. When we are in relationship with him, it becomes a beautiful thing because we can come before him and say, I'm sorry for my sins, and he takes it, gone. Standing before him should be beautiful. Okay, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 11. It says, Paul and Timothy say here, because we understand our fearful responsibility to the Lord, we work hard to persuade others. Because we understand our fearful responsibility to the Lord, we work hard to persuade others. What I want to ask is what is our responsibility to the Lord? Paul and Timothy say, because we understand our fearful responsibility to the Lord, we work hard to persuade others. What is our responsibility to the Lord? And so I had to think about that, and I want you to ponder on it. You might like to go away and read this for yourself and continue pondering on this scripture. But to me, our responsibility to the Lord, you know, I think of, Jesus Christ, he is here on earth, right? He comes, he dies, he's raised from the dead and he comes back and he spends that time with the disciples before he is taken up into heaven. And he says, now wait, he gives instructions. You've got to wait, you've got to wait because the Holy Spirit is going to come. It's going to be better because, you know, I can only be here with you, you know, when I'm like standing here, but then when the Holy Spirit comes, he can be with you everywhere, 24-7. He will never, ever leave you. It's going to be way, way better. It's going to be awesome. And he is going to come and he's going to give you power. And the power is, Acts 1-8, power comes upon you. You will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. That's what the power is for. So Jesus says that, wait. Holy Spirit's going to come. He, gives, he will come upon you. You will receive power. So I think that's number one, responsibility to the Lord. We need to receive the Holy Spirit. We need to receive power, and we need that to be his witnesses. That's our responsibility. Also, Matthew 28, he says, you know, this is what, some of the last words that he says. He says, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you. Be sure I'm of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So we need to receive Holy Spirit. Power comes upon us. Power is to be his witnesses. We need to go and make disciples. And also, the thought I had was also John 15. Jesus said, I don't know how many times, I did count it once, I haven't written it down here. I can't remember off the top of my head, but he says, remain in me a number of times in John 
15, remain in me, remain in me. It's like, oh, have you got it yet? Come on, I need to say it again. Remain in me, remain in me. And I think that, for me, that's what I think. Our responsibility is also to remain in him. We need to hang out with him. We need to take that journey. We need to hang with him, stick with him, remain with him. And Jesus said in John 15, 5, those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. So if we don't remain in him, we're not going to be fruitful. He, because Jesus said, for apart from me, you can do nothing. So we've got to hang with him. We've got to spend time with him. We've got to remain with him. And we've got to go and make disciples because we are filled with the Holy Spirit. We do um, receive his, we do walk in his power. That's what I think. You might like to go away and ponder on that. What is our responsibility to the Lord? But Paul and Timothy say there, because we understand, in verse 11, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 11, because we understand our fearful responsibility to the Lord, we work hard to persuade others. We need to understand our responsibility to the Lord. So we're fashioned for eternity. We are fashioned particularly the girls are fashioned, the guys are created, the girls are fashioned for eternity. We are eternal beings, which means the here and now, the life on earth that we know it, life on earth as we know it, is temporary. You are not going to be on this earth forever, and you do not know when your time is up. Life as we know it is temporary. We all die. But eternity is real. We are fashioned for eternity. And if we are as sure of an eternity, this is one of the thought I want to put out to us. We know our responsibility to the Lord. And if we are sure of our, an eternity, of our eternity with God and others that we know are not sure about their eternity with God, then should we not have an urgency within us to help them get that sorted? Because we're all going to die. This is temporary. We're all going to die. We don't know when the day is. We're all going to die, but we are eternal beings. If we are sure of our eternity, a safe eternity, of that hope of eternity with God, a beautiful eternity. And we, don't, we know others that don't know, that don't have that hope, shouldn't we have an urgency to help them get that sorted? Do we care? And I'm asking myself the same question here. Do I care? Have I got that urgency? Do I care? Do we care? Our workmate, our school friend, our varsity friends, our neighbours, our family, those that are currently facing a lost eternity, do we care? Do we care? Do we have an urgency? Do we have that responsibility to the Lord? We understand it. We understand it, so we work hard to persuade others, Paul and Timothy says. Oh, that's challenging, isn't it? 
we have been given the opportunity to change people's eternity. We have been given that opportunity. Jesus said, go, go and make disciples and I will, I will give you the Holy Spirit and he gives us power. He gives us power. Luke 9, I think it's Luke Ferber's favorite verse, tells us that we need to take up our cross. Man, how can that be your favorite verse? Oh, it's a challenging one, isn't it? Take up our cross daily. That means die. Die daily. Die to self. Die. Yes, we are going to die physically, but we need to die to ourselves, our selfish desires. Die daily and follow God. Die to ourself and live for Him. It's really straight, actually. I, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not the only place we can find that Jesus says it. I think it's at least four times there, just in case we miss it. Take up your cross daily and follow me, Jesus says. Die to self. I want to um, honour Jay tonight. I don't do this very often. Do I honour a, a son? Yeah, you can go, oh. <laughs> Because, yeah, we're talking about dying, dying to self. I want to honour Jay because this past week he gave a speech in his class at Boys High, year 11 students, gave a speech on, now I hope I get this right, why Christianity is a relationship, not a religion. Is that right? Why Christianity is a relationship, not a religion. So he wrote the, he wrote the essay on it not knowing that he was going to have to do a speech on the, from the essay. Then he found out, oh, from your essay you have to deliver it as a speech. And he was like, ha-ha, okay. But he was like, right, no, I'm going to do this thing. And he did it confidently and he... He texted us straight afterwards and said, people were dissing me, mocking me, um, laughing, but I don't care. Isn't that awesome? It's so awesome. Dying to self. I've got to say that I don't know if I would have had the guts. In fact, I don't, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have had the guts in girls high to do that myself. So I honour you, Jane, for dying to self and going, who cares? I don't care. Let them mock me. I, I, I've got to say, I did reply to Jay and say, I'll come down there and mock them. <laughs> but that's a motherly thing. Sorry, God. <laughs> Turn the other cheek. But yeah, well done, Jay. Die to self. We are called to die to self. This is temporary, isn't it? Anyway, I mean, if people are going to mock us, this is temporary. We're not here forever. This is temporary. We're fashioned for eternal life. Do we live with that view? Do we live with that view? When we get up in the morning, do we live with a view of that this life is temporary and I am created for eternity. 
and I need to see the world around about me. I need to see my own life out of that view. Do we live with that view? Our bodies will die. We will cross over. Death is certain, so is eternity. Are we putting too much effort or concern and worry into the here and now? Are we so concerned for others' eternity that we're working hard to persuade them? Is our priority to hang with God, remain in him, hang with God? Is our priority to please him? You know, pleasing him is probably going to look, look a little bit different for all of us because he's got a different path for each one of us. And so for us each to be obedient to him and please him is going to look a little bit different. But I just really feel to, to remind us tonight that God is a loving God. And, and so he's actually, I mean, he is our creator. He fashioned the girls and created the guys. And because he created and fashioned us, he knows us, you know, and he knows what the best is for us. He knows that. And he's actually incredibly fun as well. And, and so, so for us to be able to live a life that pleases him, to live in obedience with him, it's not going to be all doom and gloom. He knows what's best for us. He said, I came to give life and life to the full. And so when I say, do we long to please him, I want to encourage us not to look at that as doom and gloom. But that is something fantastic. That is something awesome because he knows what's going to satisfy you. He knows what's going to excite you. He knows what's going to bring you joy. And so for you to live a life in a relationship with him and to please him is going to be great. There's always trials in this world. That's the world we live in. But God knows what is best for us. Hanging with him is the best possible outcome for our lives and for our eternity and for the people around about us. Hanging with him, remaining in him, is the best outcome for all of us. And so I want to give opportunity for you tonight. If you are here and you do not have that um, assurance about your eternity, about where you are going when you die because you are going to die. If you do not have that assurance about an eternity with a loving Father, a God who created you and knows everything about you, if you don't have that assurance, then I want to give you opportunity to respond to him tonight. So would everyone close their eyes, please, and bow your heads and give privacy to the person beside you. If you want to respond to him tonight, I want to pray for you. So if you want to respond, would you give me a wave now? Say, God, I want to know you. That's awesome. Thank you. I want an eternity that is sure. A beautiful eternity with you. Is there anyone else?
God, I thank you for this gentleman. I thank you for his response to you tonight. I thank you, God, that you sent your son to die for him. We thank you, God, that you now see him because of Jesus' sacrifice on that cross. You now see him as righteous. And now you promise him an eternity with you, an eternity that is safe and sure, a beautiful eternity in paradise. And I thank you for that, Father. I thank you for the journey that this gentleman is embarking with you. I thank you that that journey is is an exciting journey. And God, I thank you for everyone here tonight. I thank you that you have called us to live an eternity with you. God, I pray that you would give us a fresh revelation, each one of us, of that each day, that this life is temporal and that we are called for eternity and that we would respond out of that to the people around about us in our own decisions each day for our own lives and for the people that need to know you. Help us to respond out of that view, God. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you give us boldness. And we receive that boldness tonight, God. Help us to die to our selfish desires and help us to live for you. Thank you, God. Pour out your blessing, I pray upon everyone here, God. Your protection upon everyone here. God, I ask that we would see through our own lives, that we would see many, many people come to know you as their Lord and Saviour, as we are living for you, as we share about you. May we see many, many come into relationship with you. Thank you, God. Amen. Well, our missionaries have said yes to God. They've said yes to taking up responsibility to please God. They've said yes to taking up that responsibility to go. Go and make disciples. They responded to his call on their lives. And we're going to support them in this tonight by, by giving in our support for them. But I want to encourage us that as we give tonight, that we are not just responding to give and support to them, but that we are also responding in our own hearts because we are all called. Jesus didn't just say to our global missionaries, go. He said to all of us, go. So we all need to go, whether that's to our friend at Varsity, whether that's to our neighbour, to our family member, to our workmate. We all need to go. We all need to go because he called us to go. So I pray that as we give, that we don't just tick off, done, been there, done that, but that we also respond in our own lives that we will go because he said to go. Sheridan's going to come and lead us around the giving.
Thanks, Jen. How about giving Jen a hand? That's great. So at the end of the day, global mission is all about eternity, isn't it? It's about eternity. It's about what's happening with people, what's happening with people's eternities around the globe. And that's why we're so into uh, beyond ourselves. That's why we're so into global missions, is because we, hear, we care what's happening. Well, I think we care. I guess at the end of the day, that's the question you've got to ask, is do you care? You need to answer that question for yourselves. Do you care? It's a good question, eh? Do you care? Because if you care, you'll do something. I know, most of you have done your hair today. A few of us don't have to bother, that's all right. But most of you have done your hair. That's because you care about the way you look. So you got out of bed this morning and you did something about it. You did something. But if you didn't care, you just, you wouldn't do anything. Just show up. So the question is, do you care? Do you care enough about people's eternity to actually step out a little bit and make something happen? Because that's what Global Mission's all about. This year, our Global Mission, we're going to be seeing the destinies of people changed in Thailand, in China, in Hong Kong, in Vietnam, in South India, in North India, in Europe, in Indonesia, in New Zealand, in Hamilton, and many other places as well, from what we sow into Global Mission. Not only are we going to see their destination, our destinies change eternity-wise, but we're also going to be sowing into areas of poverty, trafficking, slavery, and education, which is pretty cool, because that changes people's lives. But then I guess if you don't care, you don't care, eh? The look on your faces say you don't care. Try not to read a book by its cover right now. Do you care? Do you care? Yeah, come on. Do you care? Do you really care? Are we big enough to think beyond ourselves and care about the eternity of other people? Do you really care? Because if you do, you do something about it. And here's where it'll start. Faith promise, giving. And this morning, if you did this this morning, well, you don't need to do it again tonight. But if you're a young person particularly and you did it with your family this morning, I'd like you to consider doing it yourself tonight. Something outside of the family unit, taking some ownership yourself as well. And for the rest of us, how about we decide tonight that we care enough to make a difference in other people's worlds. We're raising 250,000, that's our goal. If every adult and child in our family of faith here at Activate Hamilton gave $5 a week, we would blow 250,000 away. $5 a week. I reckon every one of us in this room can do $5 a week. It's about whether we want to or not. And you could rephrase that. Do you want to or not? No, it's about whether we care or not. $5 a week's easy. There's people in this room that could do $50, $100, $200, $300 a week, $500 a week. There's people in here who could do that. 
And that's up to you. But the question is, do you care? And I want to encourage you to take a step of faith tonight and say, you know, God, I care. And I'm not quite sure how it's going to come together, but I'm going to promise tonight that over the next 12 months, I'm going to sow into Global Mission and it's going to look like whatever you put on this card. If you've got the cards, they're in front of you or they're on your seats, they look like this. If you haven't got one, just hold your hand up and the host team will race around and give you one really quickly. Great, you've got them. And what we're going to do is we're going to fill them out now. And you'll see that it says, put your name. Well, if you don't want to put your name, don't. But if you do want to put your name and email, do. That would be great. And that means we can send you updates about what's happening with the missionaries we support. Uh, put in there the amount that you're going to give this year and the frequency and what that'll look like. And then when you've done all that, just rip it in half down the line, not the other way, down the line. And um, the, the half that you wrote on goes in the box and the other half's got information on it for you. But I want to encourage you to get on board with what we're doing as a church tonight and to sow into Global Mission because this is what we do at Activate Church. Global Mission is what we do. What do we do? We pray and we do Global Mission and everything falls into that category. This is what we do. If this is your church, this is your, your home, you know, activates your home church, this is what we do. And uh, I want to encourage you to get on board. What we're going to do once those forms are filled out is we're going to sing a song and I encourage you to come and put your form in the box here. And when you come, pray as you drop it in the box. Lord, I've made a promise on there. I'm not even sure how it's going to happen. But I ask that you would come through, that you would provide, that you would sort it out by faith I'm putting it in here. And let's believe together that God's going to do something remarkable in the next 12 months. And you know, I think if we really care, we'll do something. Father, I pray that you would stir our hearts. I pray that there would be a conviction of God, not a compulsion of man, not pressure, but a conviction of God to respond to you and to sow into global mission this year. It is our, one of our expressions of the Great Commission. Lord, it is one of our expressions that we do care about your children around the planet. It is one of our expressions that we do want to see heaven populated and that we want to see people set free and liberated in God right around the globe. So Father, I ask that you would stir every heart now, that you would start to dismiss our objections one after the other in our heads, lies of the enemy that would say that we can't, we can't afford to even do $5 a week, that we can't, cannot do it, to start to dismiss those thoughts, I ask in Jesus' name that you would blow them away and that the truth of God would set us free and that you would stir our compassion and you would stir our faith and you would stir our care button tonight to sow into what you're doing and thank you for the great, great, great privilege of partnering with you in Jesus' name Amen Would you like to jump up on your feet? We're going to sing a song Can I encourage you as we sing come and well, there's three boxes actually you can put them in come and put the slips in there and let's change the world together
out of this place this evening. I want to say thank you for coming and joining with us in this gathering. And I just pray blessing on you as you go out this week. Um, and as a church, we love to be purposed with our giving. So as you uh, head off tonight, um, there's boxes at the back. These green boxes, if you haven't yet come up and uh, put in your faith uh, promise cards, they will stay up here for the next five or ten minutes. So you have the chance to come for them. But thank you for coming. Young adults are um, trashing Michaela's house. Um, so um, we go in there. Um, don't bring ice cream, but bring another form of dessert, okay? Um, there'll already be ice cream there. And any eggs would be good. Throw them at the house and all of no, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. It's going to be awesome. So if you need the address, it's behind the uni somewhere. Um, talk to Michaela. She'll tell you where. But have a great week. Be blessed. We'll see you next uh, Sunday night. See ya.
the streets below so can we turn this round let the light shine let the last get found let the sound of a thousand voices rise resound in the streets resound in the skies i can't hide this light let it ignite tonight i just might so stand back if y'all don't want to be blinded
On the city streets, but I can hear that you're calling me to be the hope, be the light, be the love right now, starting right now. Breaking hearts. 